What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Mike Milner, and I am back with a solo episode in what feels like forever. So we've just been having some incredible guests over the past couple weeks. It's just been literally one after the next. And as a result of that, we had our most downloaded week ever in Mind Over Macros history. So I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. If you are new to the show, I appreciate you very much. And for my OG listeners, you seriously mean the absolute world to me. Um, This was something that it was just cool to see because I feel like the sto- the show has been steadily growing and then all of a sudden to see a pop like that, um, we had by far our busiest week as far as how many episodes were downloaded and listened to. So it was just really cool. Uh, and hopefully that trend continues. Um, before I get into the topic today, I want to make an announcement about a giveaway that we've got going on. So depending on when you're listening to this, um, I'm doing a giveaway with Top Notch Nutrition. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Top Notch, they are the only supplement supplement brand that I recommend. They are two awesome people, first of all. So knowing the, the people behind the brand is important. Um, and I am very cautious when I talk about supplements because there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's a lot of just, to be honest, just not a lot of quality. And Top Notch is the epitome of honesty and transparency when it comes to the supplement space, which is very rare. They don't use any filler or fake ingredients. Um, it is real quality stuff and I use their their products personally and I would never stand behind something that I didn't actually use myself. Um, so it was actually really cool. Uh, Johnny, who is one of the owners of Top Notch, he messaged me and he was like, hey bro, like just curious, what products have you been using lately? And I was like, to be honest, like pretty much everything. Like I've been using the clean protein. I've been using the hydrate, which is my absolute favorite. I've been using their relief, their omega-3, their vitamin D. Uh, I've been using their greens. And I just started like rattling off a bunch of products. And he was like, all right, cool. Let's do a giveaway with all of your favorite products. And that will be the grand prize. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, so we put together this giveaway. It's going on right now. Um, like I said, depending on when you're listening to this, you have until Tuesday, March 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to enter. And the grand prize is going to be a bottle of clean protein, hydrate, vitamin D, omega, and relief. And then we're going to give three consolation prize winners a free bottle of hydrate because that is my absolute hands down favorite product. Uh, First of all, the orange mango just tastes amazing. And I struggle to get water in. I don't, you know, it's, it's hard for me to just drink plain water all the time. And, you know, I use their hydrate, like little small scoop that I don't even use a full serving. I just take my 32 ounce bottle of water and I'll use like a quarter of a scoop or a half a scoop. And it adds the perfect amount of flavor and allows me to get in my water target for the day, super easy. Um, but anyway, I'm going to post the link in the show notes so that you can enter. Um, I'm super excited about this giveaway just because it's a nice opportunity to partner with Top Notch, who I have the utmost respect for, and to give something to you guys. So we're going to give you 
some free stuff just for um, just for entering. We're going to hook you up regardless of whether you win or not. And then there's going to be the grand prize and then some consolation prizes. So just a cool opportunity. I'm going to post that link in the show notes. So make sure you jump on that and enter. So let's move on to the real topic today, which is the lessons that I learned through the past year of bulking. And I actually even use the word bulking and I'm kind of hesitant to use it because I think oftentimes it gets misapplied and misconstrued. When you think about bulking, you often think about guys who are, you know, using that as an excuse to just eat whatever they want and put on a bunch of weight. Um, And so I, you know, one of the, one of the good things about tracking and one of the good things about taking progress picks and paying attention to data trends over a period of time is that you can actually look back and see tangible differences and start to, you know, unpack different lessons that you've learned along the way. And that's exactly what happened. I woke up and I am 10 pounds heavier than where my scale weight normally averages. So for perspective, probably the last three years of my life, I would hover around 180 to 185, um, five foot 10. And that was just like my, my, my body set point. It, no matter what, I always seem to fall back into that 180 to 185 range, typically more along like the 182 to 185 range. If, you know, like I would get down to 178, 179 if I was being very meticulous and, and cutting intentionally. Um, and then if I was being a little bit more loose and laid back, I would be in the 185, 186 range. But typically for the past three years of my life, that's been my average. And um, and interestingly, I am now pretty firm in the 190 to 192 range. You know, typically, um, and this has only been for the past, I would say, two to three months. So yeah, probably about eight weeks. I've been hovering around 190, 192, which is about 10 pounds higher than my normal average. And so I looked back at a picture from one year ago today, and I was blown away by the difference because, you know, 10 pounds on the scale is a total mindfuck. And even for me as a male, even as somebody who's trying to to build muscle, and I know that building muscle, obviously the scale has to go up if you're going to add muscle. I just, seeing that number, it was like one of those red flag numbers for me. And honestly, in my past, if I would see like 187, I would immediately cut. Uh, I never wanted to see the scale go above 187. That was like my my uh, you know alarm number it was like that's it. We got to take care of this right now. Get your shit together. Get back down into the low 180s, and then you know move on. So a lot of you know my previous attempts to build muscle were cut short because I couldn't commit to the process. Because once the scale got to a number that I wasn't comfortable with, I would overreact and I would cut calories and I would get my weight back down. Um, and so over this past year, now that I've been able to look back and see what's happened through my pictures and through the the data trends, um, it was there was a lot of lessons 
learned along the way. Um, but to see the the difference, and I posted the picture of one year ago and what I look like today on my Instagram stories. And you know, even for somebody that's, I'm very critical of myself when I look at pictures. I typically always look at the spots that I don't like, and that's kind of like my first, right where my eyes go first. Uh, I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Like you have that area where you're like, all right, let me check this spot first because that's the the part that you're most critical of. And I have that. Um, but even as, you know, somebody like looking at myself, it was, it's impossible to deny that I've gained muscle and in my opinion, look leaner, 10 pounds heavier, which I never imagined would be possible, like I said, because I would always get fearful once the scale got up to a certain number. So in about, it was like, yeah, I guess it was February, so it was exactly one year ago. Um, going into March, um, I actually had a trip planned last year in April to go to Thailand, and I was going to be gone for two weeks, and I remember going into that trip and deciding that I wasn't going to cut going into it, which is normally what I would do. If I was going to go away, I would want to kind of give myself some wiggle room. So I would cut going into a trip and try to get a little bit leaner, give myself a little bit of a buffer so I could eat more freely and know that I was probably going to, you know, just lose a little bit of progress. But there's not much that can happen in a week. I just like to give myself some wiggle room. So that's typically what I would do. Um, and last year, going into that trip, I, I remember thinking, you know what, I'm just not going to do that this time because I knew I wanted to, to go through a building cycle. And I figured if I get caught up in this mindset that I've always been in, which is, all right, cut, and then I go on a trip, I eat more freely, I have some alcohol, I come back, I'm feeling bloated. And then my natural instinct is to cut again, which doesn't ever allow me to like see the process through. And the thing that you have to understand about building muscle is it takes a lot longer than losing fat. It's a much slower process and, and it sucks because you can't just, you can't get more aggressive with building muscle. It's like, you know, with fat loss, you can be in a 200 calorie deficit and then you can kick things up to a 500 calorie deficit. And, um, you know, you can actually be more aggressive at certain periods of time and it makes sense to do so. However, with building muscle, you can't increase the rate of muscle building. So if I'm in a 500 calorie surplus and then I'm like, all right, I want to kick this up a notch and I go into a thousand calorie surplus, I'm just going to gain more body fat, which is the opposite of what I want. So that's where the muscle building process is so frustrating because you have to be even more patient than you do when it comes to losing fat. So I knew that I was going to get myself into this mindset trap that I was always in. So I decided going into that trip, I was not going to cut calories. I was just going to stay kind of around maintenance, kind of just ride it out and then go into that trip, enjoy myself and see how I feel when I came back. Um, so, you know, two weeks in April, I come back and I'm definitely feeling the effects and I didn't dramatically cut calories. I just got back into a rhythm, started, you know, I, I didn't, so I was drink, basically drank every day that I was in Thailand. Just going to be honest about that. You know, stopped drinking for a little bit, got my, my shit together as far as food quality goes, but I didn't do what I normally do, which is like dramatically cut calories. Um, and then I decided like, all right, I'm going to keep this going and really focus on building muscle. And the only other time that I cut was I did like a three-week mini cut, and that was because I felt like I was being too 
um, this was over the summer, I felt like I was being a little bit too laid back about uh, having more calories to work with. So one of the issues when you're, you're working towards maintenance or you're trying to build is that you do have more flexibility, but sometimes you can take that too far. And I definitely started to do that, which is like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not trying to lose body fat. I'm, I'm working on maintenance. So that means that I can go out and have drinks more often. And I can go out to restaurants more often. And you start to kind of justify some of the decisions that you normally wouldn't make. And, you know, I'm somebody that I do like to be social. I do like to go out and have fun, but I also understand that um, you know I'm not somebody who likes to do that all the time, and I know how it makes me feel like physically if I'm drinking or if I'm eating food that I'm not normally eating. Like I definitely pay the price physically and and just how I feel the next day. So it's not something that you know it's it's more of like a once a week type of thing. But over this period of time during the summer, I felt like I was definitely using it as an excuse. Like well. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm working on maintenance. I'm trying to build muscle. So it's okay if I go out and, you know, eat at a restaurant and have drinks and then do the same thing the next night. And um, so I just wanted to tighten things up a little bit. And and uh, it's also important to understand that our bodies are so adaptive by nature that sometimes it is beneficial to reduce calories even when you're trying to build. It's like you've been pushing food for so long that having a, a time to kind of pull it back and just, you know, get rid of some of that bloat, um, you know, start to feel hungry again, uh, you know, get your body comp to a point where you're feeling a little bit leaner, uh, just from a mindset perspective. And um, so I did like a little three, four week mini cut um, into the summer and it was over the summer. And then that was honestly it. After that, I've been full on maintenance or above from that point on. So really we're talking about, you know, we talk about periodization all the time. And if you look at my year, there was basically nine months out of that year, pretty much nine months out of that year where I was either at maintenance or above. And the rest, you know, was either mini cut or just in a slight deficit. Uh, so the mini cut would be more aggressive. Like when I did the three week mini cut, three or four weeks, I can't remember exactly how long it was, uh, but that was a pretty aggressive deficit because again, it's just, I wanted to tighten things up. I, I felt like I was being a little bit too loosey goosey with my approach and allowing myself too much freedom, which is one of the biggest issues that I see when people, when you're in maintenance or when you don't have a specific goal that requires a little bit more sacrifice and discipline, it is very easy to allow that to become um, a justification for doing things that you normally wouldn't do. So that, you know, it was like going out a little bit um, more often than I normally would. It was, uh, you know, having like ice cream without even thinking about it, just like on the regular. It was like, oh, well, I'm in maintenance, so I can have, you know, a massive ice cream sundae, like not just getting a soft serve or something that I would normally get that was just like a small, you know, one to two scoops. Instead, I would get like the peanut butter bomb sundae, which is the actual name of the sundae that I get at the ice cream place here. It's it's like a ridiculous, massive concoction with like peanut butter sauce and Reese's peanut butter cups and all. And it's just like this. It's absolutely fucking delicious, but it's probably, if I had to guess, somewhere around 1,500 calories because it is just a massive concoction of ice cream and toppings and sauce, and um, and it's huge. Like I can't even do it justice, the, the size that they use. So um, anyway, that was the stuff that was happening 
which again, when you're in that building mode, it's easy to use that as rationalization and say, well, I'm trying to build and and you just start making poor food choices. So um, I definitely went into, you know, coming out of the summer when I went after, you know, I did that mini cut. Uh, my focus then shifted to food quality, and it's hard to eat enough when you're when you're focusing on food quality. So, you know, getting my calories up to three thousand, thirty two hundred, and really focusing on getting in veggies and high quality foods. It definitely, I was not hungry, and um, it was really hard. It had to be very intentional about when I was eating and how much I was eating and putting a lot of emphasis in my pre and post workout nutrition. And that really made the biggest difference. I would say that the most dramatic change that I made was from that period after summer all the way through now. And I've actually been cutting um, now for the past six-ish weeks. Um, I can't remember the exact date that I started, but I'm currently um, down to 2,300 calories where I was all the way up to like 3,300, 3, So I'm in a pretty dramatic deficit now, um, which has only been for about six weeks. I didn't start at 2,300. It started um, like 2,600, then cut to 24, then 23. So um, this is, uh, so actually it's been about eight weeks since I've been um, on this cut. But the bottom line is that by focusing on food quality and being intentional about the amount that I was eating, just being more specific, getting into a better rhythm, uh, it made a huge difference in how I looked and how I felt. I no longer felt like just gross about the food choices I was making. And I'm still, I was still able to build in, you know, flexibility into my schedule. I was still able to go out and enjoy myself on occasion. But when I tighten things up in that regard, um, it made a huge difference. And I think one of the things that we forget is that regardless of what your goal is, regardless of whether you're trying to bulk, whether you're trying to cut, whether you're trying to maintain, internal health has to be a priority. Where your food comes from is important, even though we always have this debate about quality versus quantity. They both matter and they both impact each other. So the reality is that, yeah, I can you know, focus on just hitting macros and just hitting a certain target and not care where my food choices are coming from. But I'm not doing my body any, any favors if I'm ignoring kind of that internal health, like what makes me feel better? What gives me better energy? Uh, what improves my digestion? What helps me sleep at night? What helps me manage stress? What's, what helps me in the gym? What helps me perform and, and recover? And so when I shifted to being more intentional about food quality uh, and, and even you know just prioritizing a little bit more on um, the meals around my workout, making sure that I was able to give hundred you know, 10% at as cliche as it is, but every session that I was training, you know, I really wanted to make sure I was going in with, with the most amount of energy and, and the most amount of, um, just opportunity to get stronger. And I really noticed a huge difference in, um, first of all, I switched to a different training program and it was really a, just like, I hadn't gone through a cycle where it was like strength is the goal. 
because I'm always looking at kind of more physique related. I don't really care about numbers as much. You know, I don't care how much I deadlift. I don't care how much I bench. So um, I've typically been more just physique focused and it's like, all right, let me just get my volume in. Let me get a good pump, that sort of thing. Um, And I shifted to more of a strength focused. And I think the magic really wasn't in the workout itself. The magic is in doing something that you haven't done. And so it, you know, the stimulus that you get because our bodies are so adaptive. So throwing a novel stimulus at your body is a good idea. So if you've been training one way for a really long time, your body is very efficient at training that way. And one of the best things that you can do to elicit an, an adaptation is to throw something at your body that it hasn't seen in a while. So that shift, I think, made a huge difference because my strength numbers all of a sudden shot up. And I haven't had gains like that as far as strength goes in a long time. And just shifting the stimulus and really focusing on food quality and really focusing on timing um, and being more intentional about fueling my workouts and recovering from training all of a sudden I started to notice a big difference. And and even through that process, the mindset struggle is so real because I could look at my pictures. I could literally take a progress picture and look at it and compare it and see the difference and see the fact that I look better and I can see that I'm building muscle and I actually look leaner, but the scale would fuck with my head because it was higher than I really ever wanted it to be. And the problem is that we have this number in our mind and we think that you know this is the number that we associate with a certain level of leanness and that was you know the the low 180s for me like that was the number that I always felt comfortable at that that meant I was lean that that meant I looked good and all of a sudden when you build muscle that number has to change but your mind emotionally doesn't know that. So logically I can sit here and say yeah that number has to change because I've built muscle but emotionally, I can't really, like I still, it was hard for me to wrap my head around that. So I had to fight that, that mental battle almost daily to step on the scale and see a number that I didn't want to see. And then be like, but wait a minute, I feel like I look better. And I would literally tell my girlfriend this, I would literally tell Melanie, like, am I just being delusional? Like, tell me because the scale is, is way higher than I'm, I've ever been comfortable with it in a long time. And I feel like I'm just delusional. Am I seeing something? She's like, no, honestly, you look much better. I can tell you've gained muscle. She would say all the right things, but it was st- I would question myself on if what I'm seeing is real or am I just like, is my mind playing a trick on me? And I think, you know, one of the things is that I have a coach who has helped me through this process. And, you know, I think that is where the having a coach, it's invaluable for that particular reason, because you know, even somebody who's close to me, even somebody who is into, you know, fitness, who understands me on, you know, who understands me better than anybody else, and um, my girlfriend, and having that person to um, confide in, even with that, you know, there's still part of me that's like, well, she's just gonna say what I want her to say. So having an object, totally objective person in your corner who's like, look, here are the facts of the situation. Here's what's been happening. Here's what your pictures show. And to just, from a mindset perspective, without having my coach, I'm not sure that I would have stuck with it. I'm, I think I probably would have fallen into the trap that I always did, which was just cut immediately without actually seeing it through and, and going through the process of building muscle. And um, the biggest takeaway is that 
the mindset struggle is real and you are going to have to readjust um, and understand like why are you connecting so deeply to a number and does that number need to change based off of what's happened and, and how your body has evolved and changed over time? So we might have to, uh, you know, kind of shift that line of thinking. And now, you know, I have to let go of that low 180s number because that's no longer my reality. And that mindset struggle is real. The second thing is that building takes longer than losing. And to do it right, you can't just consume a bunch of calories and not care where they're coming from because you're just going to put on body fat and that's going to make the process more frustrating because you're going to do what I would normally do is just you're going to try and build. And if you aren't intentional about where you're getting your food from and the quality of your food and also paying attention to um, just some other particulars about you know not using it as a justification to eat out all the time and not using it as a justification to drink all the time, um, you're going to end up in a place that you don't want to be. I mean, you're not going to be able to see the process through. So it, it's almost harder and you have to it requires even more patience than cutting does because, like I said, you just can't ratchet up the aggressiveness. You can't turn up the speed on the muscle building process, which can be very frustrating. So um, the, the last thing is that periodization is key because you can't get to where you want to go if you're always doing the same thing over and over and over again. You just can't. Our bodies are built to adapt. They are built to survive. They're built for adaptation. And so if we're trying to do the same thing over and over again, our bodies are super smart. They're going to become very efficient at the activities that we're, that we're what, you know, whatever we're throwing at it consistently, our bodies are, are going to adapt to that. And we can't just always be in a deficit and we can't just always be in a surplus. And Having the understanding to play different toggles at different points in time and different phases, that is going to be the key to seeing and achieving the results that you want. If you are trying to get, to get leaner, you can't just keep removing calories and turning up the, the notch on exercise. You can't. You're going to run out of real estate very quickly. And if you're trying to build muscle, you can't just increase, increase, increase and keep hammering home calories and, and not ever giving your, your body time to um, you know take a period where you're eating less and feeling those hunger signals again and giving your, your digestion a break. And so no matter what, there always has to be some form of intelligent periodization. Otherwise, you're going to run, again, it's just our bodies are smart. You can't play the same hand over and over again and expect a different result. So um, those have been like the main takeaways through this process. Uh, I am so glad that I actually committed this time um, and have been able to see it through and, and focus on intentionally building muscle um, and getting to a point where, you know what? The other thing that, <laughs> that kind of sucked is in my mind, my maintenance was much higher than it actually was. I think a lot of times we get caught in this um, belief that either our metabolism is slower or faster than we than our expectation. And sometimes the best thing to do is actually see what happens because I know a lot of people who are like, you know, I talk to new clients or, you know, we'll, we'll get on a call and and a lot of times I start to see and hear it the way that they're describing it. Well, like, you know, 
I'm only eating 1600 calories because, and then they start talking about age and they start talking about, you know, maybe it's hormones or menopause or something. And, and their belief is that their metabolism is much slower, uh, but they've never, and then it's like, well, have you ever actually eaten more than that? And they're like, well, no. So yeah, well, based off of that, you know, that's where your metabolism metabolism is, but that doesn't mean that that's where it has to stay. And I think oftentimes we get caught in this expectation trap of thinking that, you know, for me, it was thinking that my my metabolism should be faster than it actually was. And so, you know, getting up to like 3,200 calories, I honestly thought that I would require more calories to maintain. Um, That wasn't my reality. So, I see it. I see it the opposite way more frequently, where a lot of people think, "Oh well, I can only if I eat anything more than fifteen hundred, I gain weight," um, and that's typically not reality. It's just based off of um, you know either being afraid to eat more or always playing the same hand over and over and over again. So you've never actually taken the time to find out what your true maintenance maintenance is, and your body has adapted to eating at a lower level for so long that yeah. Now that's kind of where you're at, but that doesn't mean that's where you have to stay. So I think that overall, those are the biggest lessons for me. Obviously, everybody's path looks different. And I wouldn't say like you should just take a carbon copy of what I did and apply it to yourself. But what I want to do is help you understand the mindset part of periodization and also what it takes to commit to building and the patience required. Um, and you're really just, you know, you're trying to see minimal gains over a long period of time. So it can be super frustrating. And I think, again, being aware of our tendencies to use that as an excuse to eat too much or to eat poor quality food, it's, it's very common and it happened for me. And it wasn't until I kind of was aware of that and tightened things up and then did it the right way that I started to see the most noticeable progress. So, um, Again, that's just the main takeaways. That doesn't mean that um, what I did is the exact thing that you should do. But even if you're trying to look at it in reverse and think about, well, I really want to get leaner and I have body fat that I want to lose and I want to go through this process. Well, guess what? If you're going to do that, you can't just do the one thing. You can't just go into a deficit, ride it out for eternity and get to your body comp goals because Again, our bodies are too smart for that. They're going to adapt and you're going to plateau. Um, and then that can be a frustrating process if you don't understand how to phase things accordingly. So um, that is, again, like helping with the mindset side of things, helping understand where our expectations are kind of leading us astray. And then knowing how to periodize, that is like where coaching comes into play. It's so critical. Um, so I just wanted to share, this is like the first time that I've been able to just look through the past year and realize all of the lessons that I learned. Um, and I'm super grateful that I was able to have a coach to lean on so that I didn't fall back into some of those same mindset traps. And um, that's just something that I thought would be super valuable to come on here and talk about this and just share my experience and hope that you can take pieces away and apply it to yourselves. And that's always, always, always the best approach. Whenever you're consuming information or listening to podcasts or reading, always try and filter it through. How does this apply to me? What pieces can you take away that apply to your life? 
life and then how can you interpret that um, and put it into action without just following what somebody else is doing. And that's really what we always want to look at. How does this apply? Um, what pieces of that information can I take for myself and, and how can I put my own spin on it? And you know, um, So that's how I always try to digest information when I hear about other people's stories and what other people go through. Um, I always try and filter it through my own personal lens. Um, I think you know, that part of the process, it's, it's sometimes human nature to be like, oh, well, what did you do to get that result? So I'm going to do the exact same thing. And we know that everybody's different. So that doesn't typically work. Um, all right. So hopefully this was helpful. If it was, please let me know. I would love to hear some feedback. I know this is a little bit more of like a personal story, but I'm hoping that it has application um, and can just help you in some way along in your own journey. Um, And please don't forget to check out the show notes. So I will have the top-notch giveaway in there so you can enter, hopefully win some, some stuff, but we've got you for a nice little hookup for just entering. So there's really nothing to lose and hopefully you'll win the grand prize or even if you just win the consolation prize, which is a bottle of free hydrate, you will not be disappointed because that is literally the best product there is in ever. Um, All right. So that's all I got for you guys today and I will talk to you guys next time.